Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Also, if you want to support what we're doing with the podcast and want an opportunity to be a one-time guest co-host, visit buymeacoffee.com slash raiseunfiltered. That's buymeacoffee.com slash raiseunfiltered. We'll put that link in the podcast description as well. Well, Ulysses, it seems like of late we've been doing a lot of interviews and we have another one. We, I guess it's the interview off season on the lockdown rays podcast we had cody decker we had colin pochet and now we have uh what i think the lockdown rays listeners will really enjoy a in-depth chat with a double a pitcher with the rays organization jack Lebowski, a very very interesting man indeed uh he is uh jack really we had a, a great time with him and like we've done in the past, this will be in different segments. Mm-hmm. And on this first segment, Jack focuses on what his 2020 year was like when they told him, uh, yeah, baseball is no longer a thing right now. What he did with his wife driving all over the U.S., what kind of side gigs he got uh, during that experience. Also, we get to hear about Big League Advance, something very cool that's happening right now. In September, all of his numbers just turned to roses and it just became a great way to end the season for him. So, so, so he also goes through that. I think it's a really good first step to, to getting to know Jack, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, he's a fun guy. He's a smart guy. And a little background on Jack. Uh, 22nd round draft pick? Is that what he was? Okay, and went to Duke University. He's just, man, He's he's got a lot of personality. Cody Decker had personality. Colin Boucher had personality. Jack Lebowski has personality as well. So without further ado, let's get into part one of this interview. Today, we have another very special guest, and that is Tampa Bay Rays pitching prospect, Jack Lebowski. Jack, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on. So, Jack, uh, first of all, it, it's beginning of January, so I, I, let's, let's be a little bit cognizant of where we are in, in the year. How did you spend your, your holidays? Everything okay? Did you get some good gifts uh, this year? <laughs> yeah, my holidays were great. Yeah, we... Uh, my wife and I and my son, we went back to California. We spent a ton of time back there. Um, it ended up being something like close to a month. So uh, we were definitely ready to come back to the East Coast. I'm ready to get back to the place where I'm training here in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Tread Athletics. Shout out to those guys. It's a great spot to be. Um, but no, I mean, everything was great. Holidays are great. It's always nice, um, you know, knowing, especially in this profession of baseball, got a ton of off time. I can go do what I want to do for Christmas and Thanksgiving and all the holidays. So yeah, definitely had a good time back home. Now, uh, with the holidays and, and obviously the off season, we know about the lockout. What have you been up to? Uh, you know, I, obviously your regimen obviously is to, to, to train, but, uh, have you been reading? Have you been, uh, playing chess? I know you, you, you have had a, a pretty 
crazy last two years getting married, having a kid. So like, how is that off season looking like for you this, this time around? Yeah, everything, everything's been different this year um, compared to years past. Usually it's been kind of, you know, up in the air. Let's just find somewhere to go. Usually we go home to California for an extended period. Um, but this year my son was born uh, in June. And so that, you know, kind of changes everything. We, um, I'm sure you guys have heard prior to this too. We used to live in a renovated school bus. We had sold that um, during 2020 and we upgraded ourselves into a fifth wheel camper. So we were living in that. And when the baby came around, I was like, okay, time to grow up a little, settle down a little. So we moved into an apartment, um, got a little more concrete. Um, and so, yeah, this off season has been a lot different than most of the other ones, but you know, staying, staying busy training. Uh, I go into the gym six days a week. Um, I'm up throwing bullpens now. So getting ready for spring training, um, on the minor league side, it's going to roll around regardless of what happens between, you know, the union and the, the owners. So we got to be ready to go. Um, and then also on top of that, um, I've, I've started a new job with this company called big league advance. Um, I'm a player relations coordinator, which has kept me super busy. It's been an awesome experience working with those guys. So there's been a lot of different things to juggle and kind of, you know, get through this off season differently than I had in the past. They used to just be, Hey, work out, be ready for the season. But you know, I've got a lot of, a lot of things going on right now. So staying busy. I was just about to say, uh, you forgot to say juggling. You know, you've also mastered that during this offseason. And before we get to uh, your role with Big League Advance, I want to touch on the other thing that you mentioned, the school bus. Because uh, I I, I am an avid traveler. Uh, I I love this. Uh, When I see it on Instagram, when I see uh, people on YouTube doing this, I think it's just remarkable. So I want to, now that I actually have somebody face-to-face that has actually done this, let, let me geek out uh, geek out a little bit did you do youtube tutorials did you know how to do electrical wiring uh plumbing bef- before you even did this like what sparked the idea and then how did you come about actually realizing this idea yeah i had i had zero experience carpentry <laughs> electrical plumbing none of it so not much not much to go off of um like you said youtube tutorials those were the mainstay for about six months straight, you know, just working on the thing. But, um, no, in, in 2018, I played my first pro, uh, short season in Hudson, um, when they were still an affiliate of the Rays. So I went up there, had a great season, had a host family that was awesome up there. And then while well, I was talking with the guys in the bullpen and I'm like, Hey, you know, once we leave here, there's no more host families. We got to pay rent. Stuff gets kind of pricey what do you guys think about this idea I've got? It's a school bus. You turn it into an RV and I can pretty much go anywhere at a moment's notice. And literally to a man, all of them, this is a horrible idea. You're going <laughs> to sink a bunch of money in this thing and it's not going to work. Yada, yada. But you know, being who I am is kind of like, whatever you, man, you guys, you guys don't know enough, you know, to, to see the vision that I've got. So <laughs> that off season, we went out, we bought a school bus and I did all the work myself from, you know, gutting it with all the seats in it. There was like still candy and stuff from the little kids that had ridden it to school. So yeah, we pulled everything down straight to the metal. And then I got to work putting in plumbing, putting in electrical framing, doing it all. We ended up painting it, you know, made it pretty much into an RV and it actually worked out super well. And then it got some, some traction on social media and stuff. So we were able to 
you know, kind of make, make a fun adventure out of it. How long did it take to renovate that school bus? And just, do you have an estimate on how many man hours it took to get that thing up to par? Man hours. I wouldn't be able to tell you cause <laughs> there were, there were some long days, but yeah. Yeah, we bought it. We bought it. Um, I think it was either Halloween night or November 1st. We, we drove up from, I was living in Durham, North Carolina at the time. Um, there were still some guys going to Duke and we wanted to stay close to them and hang out and like do all that stuff in the off season. So we drove up to Virginia and got it and then went straight back to Durham and got to work. So from November 1st, basically until the week of spring training, uh, I was working on it, getting things done. Um, so looking at like 90 days, 90 to a hundred days to make the thing happen. If I could do it again, I would have given myself a lot more time because <laughs> I was kind of scrambling there near the end, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was quite a bit of work, but it was definitely fulfilling. So I was satisfied with it. It's the new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include built bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because they taste so good you'll want to eat them. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, that's not Built Bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, guess what? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order at built.com. That sounds like a workout in and out of itself, though. Like, why yeah. go to the gym when you have to, you know, take steel bars away from a bus, you know? Yeah, go. I mean, that's just straight low back all day, though. <laughs> just yanking on stuff, hammering away. But, uh, no, it was good. I was able to work with the coach, uh, the pitching coach that was at Duke at the time, you know, get my bullpens and workouts in and stuff. And then from there, it'd be, hey, straight back to the bus to getting it done. And it was fun because it was parked in, um, like I said, my former teammate's driveway basically of this college house and you could imagine you know six guys living in a four-bedroom house at college it was just you know there's cans of all sorts all over the backyard <laughs> and stuff and there's just a big school bus in the front yard so it was, it was a good time oh man okay so what is up with the bus now what have you done with it have you sold it are you keeping it stored somewhere just because it looked like i mean it Look pretty nice inside. Like I wouldn't mind renting that thing for a weekend or two. Airbnb so. it. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I had a friend in California. He said, Hey, you need to drive this thing up to the mountains, park it, and just start Airbnb in it. But <laughs> that wasn't really in the cards for us. So <laughs> we 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 felt the walls kind of closing in after all of 2019 down in Florida being in it. It gets super hot down there. Mm-hmm. And we had the one air conditioner. It worked fine, but like, I mean, it's just a lot of work and a lot of, you know, discomfort that you don't really get living in an apartment. Um, so we lived in it for the full season of 2019. It was great. We had a fun time. 2020 rolls around and then COVID hits. And so when they sent everyone home, we were like, okay, what, what are we supposed to do? Where should we go? We've never had that much freedom to just go do what we want to yeah. do for the whole season in the summertime too. So like we literally could go up North and there's no snow. So we ended up driving up to Tennessee, got a job at a campground up there. Just, I, you know, I basically mow the grass and blow leaves and get paid for that. We got to live in the, in the space for free with the bus. 
we did that for about a month and then um we ended up traveling with it actually all the way out to montana i've got a younger brother who goes to montana state um and so we drove all the way out to bozeman the same thing got a job at a campground hung out fished on the yellowstone river i mean it was it was awesome and then uh the end of that summer we're like hey you know this thing it's we put our miles in on it we've done the trips we want to do uh we love the idea of you know living mobile during the season just to save money and save time when they send you up or down or trade you or whatever it is you know baseball lifestyle can get a little hectic so we ended up selling it and we took the money that we made from selling it and bought a fifth wheel trailer, sold um, my wife's truck or her car and bought a truck. So we just kind of took one and upgraded it to a new lifestyle and away we went. But since then, uh, we've sold the trailer. I still got the truck, which is a plus for me, but we sold the trailer and now we're in an apartment. And now it's just because of the baby, you know, running out of space and running out of, you know, that kind of adventurous lifestyle is hard to maintain with a little one. So yeah, you're speaking to me, uh, with, with the, uh, the, uh, the, just the freedom that, that, that's, that's so nice. And you talk about Yellowstone, uh, how long were you, uh, there for, was it just like a, a couple of days or did you actually spend a lot of time in Yellowstone? Cause that thing is huge. No. Yeah. We spent a ton of time. So we went, um, we left Tennessee probably in June. So we were up in Montana by late June and we were there all the way through. We actually had our wedding in Bozeman. So wow. we had all these plans to do, you know, different things. And with COVID, we were going to go back to California to get married at one point, but the COVID restrictions and stuff, it was just so hard to make it work. And so we were like, why don't we just get married here? So we stayed in Bozeman, got married there. So we were in Montana from late June all the way through October. And then um, it started to snow. So we hightailed it out of there back to California. My goodness that sounds so amazing yeah ulysses is jealous he loves traveling i like (laughs) staying in the sunshine state i like staying in florida i'd I'd prefer to stay here but that's okay Um, it was awesome it was awesome we we love to get outside too in a place like that we were our campground that we worked at was right on the yellowstone river it was like the the tv show it's like everyone's outside riding horses doing all kinds of crazy stuff like this is amazing so it was a fun it sounds it sounds like you were actually you know that you know the instagram couples that just post like you were actually living that yeah yeah. Yeah. No, it was a great time. And, and I always tell my buddies who said it wouldn't work back in 2018. I'm like, guys, we need everyone on board. Let's, let's all do it. Let's make it happen. But no one has taken me up on it yet. Bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our March to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Again, that's L O C K E D O N to get started with that generous welcome bonus from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online, it is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. Uh, before we get into what you've been doing with your professional career, I do. You mentioned this at the top. Uh, your role with Big League Advance, I've heard and read a lot. I mean, it, it seems like it's getting a lot of publicity 
of late that company. Can you just, for the average fan out there, average baseball fan, what the company does and what your role within that company is? All right. Yeah. So Big League Advance, essentially, the long story short, invests in minor league baseball players so that the player can have a lump sum of money up front. And in return for that investment, Big League Advance owns a future share in that player's career. So um, I actually worked for the company and did a deal myself. So the way it works is basically I'm selling a portion of my future earnings as a baseball player in the MLB for a lump sum of cash. Now, and the way it works is that that money I get to use to you know, pay for my off-season training, pay for uh, you know, nice housing where I'm at. For me, it was just a decision for me and my family and, you know, having a little one, it's nice to have a little nest egg, um, just, you know, for any reason that comes up, but, um, no, it's, it's, it's a great model in that players don't really take any risk up front. Sure. They risk paying back some money on the later half of their career. And, you know, if the players making hundreds of million dollars of baseball, they got to pay back whatever percentage it is that they negotiate too bigly advanced, but in the grand scheme of things, that's kind of, how the company works and that most players, you know, most players that play minor league baseball don't make it to the show. And that's just the nature of the beast. It's a long road. A lot of things can happen. And so this gives minor leaguers a lot more security and a solid foundation to kind of go chase those dreams. So I, I love the model. And then what I do um, from a professional standpoint with them is I'm a player relations coordinator. So I basically get to talk to minor league ball players all day, just like me. And just, you know, really it's, it's easy for me because I just get to, hang out, talk to guys, tell them about big league advance, talk baseball and have a good time with it. So it's, it's been a perfect fit for me this off season. Yeah. And how do you go about doing that? How do you go about connecting with fellow minor leaguers? Is it just guys you've met throughout your days in professional baseball, or you have a lot of contacts and connects? Do you get in touch with agents? Just how do you go about, I guess, finding potential clients uh, for big league advance? So it's a little bit of all the above, you know, yeah. I've, I've stayed in contact with a lot of guys that I've played with. Um, and then there's third person connection. So if I played with a guy and he played with a guy who knows a guy that we would like to invest in, mm -hmm. you know, you go through the chain to make that connection. Um, players, Bigly Advance has a model, um, an analytical database basically of players that they want to invest in actively. Um, and it's always changing too. So a lot of times two players will reach out to Bigly Advance, either social media or through someone like me to say, Hey, do I have you know an opportunity to be invested in by this company and we'll run the numbers and get back to them, whether they are or aren't. And there's all kinds of, you know, always different turnover with players. So there's always new guys on the list that we're trying to get in contact with and it keeps it fresh. And it, it really gives a lot of opportunities to a whole plethora of different guys, different organizations, different levels, all kinds of stuff. So, so uh, yeah, definitely yeah. just a lot of connections. Yeah. So, and I guess it's sort of the concept is a way or it sort of resolves or helps to resolve an issue in minor leagues where there's so many guys that are struggling to pay for meals and pay for housing and get the proper nutrition and, and just the well-being of, can I be at my tip top best to play this game and, and develop properly? Not everybody gets a five, $6 million signing bonus. So mm -hmm. it kind of helps those guys out that uh, that may have the talent, but they don't necessarily have the resources up front. So this kind of maybe gives them a little bit of an extra edge to uh, get those accommodations to 
you know, have a good lifestyle while they're playing minor leagues to try to get to the major leagues. Yeah. And that's a great part about uh, what big league advance does is they don't, they don't discriminate between, Hey, this guy was a first rounder mm-hmm. or this guy was like me, a 22nd rounder. You know, they just, it's based on your performance on the field, whether or not they see you as potentially making it to the big leagues. Um, and so it, it, it definitely helps players and, and baseball has got a strange model. I'm sure everyone who's looked into how the minor leagues works, it's a strange model in that, yeah. you know, tons of guys don't make it tons of guys can get, can get paid a bunch of money up front and then kind of fizzle out as they go up. A lot of guys, teams you would say get at a bargain and they mm-hmm. make it to the big leagues for almost no dollars. So it, it kind of levels the playing field in that everyone has an opportunity to make the most out of their career. Now, going from that job to your other job, the one where you wear a uniform and, you, and you're on a mount. Let's talk about that oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Um, you know, as the year went on, your progression it got better and better, but especially in September. Uh, it seems that you found your groove because in 17 innings pitch, you allowed only six hits, four runs, four walks. Uh, opponents were hitting off you 113. You had a whip of 0.59. Just tasty, tasty, tasty stuff. So... <laughs> Um, oh, by the way, you were also double A South pitcher of the week on September 19th. What happened in September? It was crazy. I mean, I will say September was no fun in that in Montgomery, it rains like every single day in September. Ah. I had a ton of downtimes. So that was the worst part of the month. The best part was once you're out there on the mound. But um, no, I think from, from the year of not playing with COVID, there was some rust to shake off at the beginning of the year. Um, it's strange for me because I definitely saw that hitters had a harder time shaking off the rust than pitchers did. So it was a little frustrating to see pitchers coming out of the gate hot against hitters who, you know, hadn't seen live pitching in over a year. Um, and then I'm right there being the guy serving up batting practice in game. You know what I mean? So, uh, that was a little tough. Um, just making those adjustments over the summertime. And then, um, I switched over, to a starter role toward the end of the year. I was kind of a swingman, long relief guy um, most of the year. And then we had some movement. Guys got traded, moved up. Some injuries kind of opened up the starting rotation. And so they put me in there to start games. And, you know, it just kind of clicked. I think I think a lot of it has to do with my, my attack when I pitch. I'm not really an overpowering you know, Shane Boz type pitcher. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, it's just not going to happen. That guy throws an effortless missile. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I'm in there and, and to be able to face the lineup an entire time with some quicker outs, I'm not really going to walk a whole lot of guys. I think it just kind of all came together perfectly there in September. Okay. That's part one of our conversation with Jack Lebowski. It'll be part of a four-part interview series with him part two part three part four are yet to come once again thank you for making the lockdown race podcast your first listen every day now make your second listen the locked on bets podcast that is also free and available on all platforms